All right. Welcome back to Hot Shot Sports. Oh, feels so good to say that again. Yeah, it feels great to be back. I know. I know. After it's been a long awaited hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's been waiting for us. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been waiting. Notably, notably Aunt Julie. But... <laughs> Aunt Julie's been waiting for us. Yeah. So we'll get right into it. Do you, think, uh, do you want to talk about coaching carousel first, or do you think we should talk about the playoffs? I think we should probably do playoffs and coaching carousel. All right, sounds good to me. So, if we're starting with the playoffs, we got the first of the divisional games starting tomorrow, 3.05 p.m., I think, is... 3.05 Central time. Just to... 3.05 Central time, excuse me. That's right, that's right. I'm mm-hmm. still getting used to it. I'm still getting used to it. Is uh, It's the Ravens, isn't it? Or is that the night game? No, the Ravens is the night game. So, we have Ravens, Rams, Packers We got Rams, Packers. Mm-hmm. I mean... I mean, I just, I don't, I, I don't see a way in which the Rams win the game, but I, I don't, I mean, it's playoffs. It's like, it's, it's going to, it's going to solely rely on how much damage the Rams defensive line can do to the Packers O-line because the Rams pass coverage is good enough to give them the time to get Aaron Donald and the others to pressure the, to pressure the Packers. But if they can't get through that, then it's you know, I don't care how good Jalen Ramsey is, Devonta Adams is going to put up is going to put up catches and receptions. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's going to depend on. I mean, there there's been a lot made of cold weather and how that's mm-hmm. going to affect Jared Goff. I think yeah. it's a little overrated. I think Goff's going to do what he does and and you know be accurate, intermediate, and make good decisions. Um, Maybe he's not going to win the game for them, but he's going to be fine. But like you said, I think it's going to depend on how well this Rams defense can match up with the Packers offense. You know, it's kind of strength on strength there. Um, yeah. The Rams defense has been fantastic this season. Insane. Insane. Um, but by the same note, the Packers offense, both running and passing, has also been terrific. Yeah. So I think it could go – it's going to be close. I think I – don't, I don't really see it being a blowout, but I think uh, the Packers are probably going to win this one. Yeah, no. So 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 do I. Uh, over under seventy yards, Devontae Adams. He's gonna draw Jalen Ramsey all game. Or actually, does um, Ramsey play? Over. Is Ramsey is Ramsey a half of the field kind of guy, or is he? Will they do they move him around? I think he might shadow Adams in this one, just because. I think he might just have to, just because. Usually he plays left, like just left corner, but I think he will shadow Adams. Um, I'd say Adam still goes over 70 yards. Over they just give yards. him so many touches. Um, yeah. You know, if he's going to get you know, anywhere from nine to 14 receptions, I can see it easily being over 70 yards. He'll probably get one deep pass um, along with a bunch of screens and, and underneath routes. So I, I think Adams is going to have a big day. Um, the one guy I think might do well is A.J. Dillon, who's been coming on recently. I think he could have a big game for the Packers if they're trying to run the football um, in the cold weather. And if, you know, if the Rams pass rush is getting after Rodgers too much, they're going to try to establish yeah. the run just to of course. kind of alleviate that pressure a little bit. So I could see Dylan having a big game. And, and I mean, Aaron Jones has got to be, yeah, too. he's going to have to step up in this one as well. Yeah. You were talking, and you were talking about the screens. I think it'd be smart to, I think it'd be smart to feed him the ball in the pass um, and not just on the run, which is something I think they should, do more of because Jones has proven that he's an effective pass catcher. Um, and honestly, I, I'd be, I think, I think it'd be smart if they let uh, 
Jamal Williams take a little more of the uh, in-between-the-tackle stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could see it, but I'd personally like to keep Williams more on the outside and focus in the tackles with with Dylan and, and Jones. Um, but it, it could certainly be something. I think the three-headed kind of attack that they've got yeah, in the backfield is, uh, is a good weapon to use. Um, and it kind of it, it keeps the defense on edge a little bit because they're not sure what to expect. Um, but just to go in a different direction, Jake, if the Rams somehow win the game, how do you see that playing out? Like, what's their path? Well, I mean, okay. I mean, if the Rams win the game, first off, they looked great uh, last week against Seattle. I mean, they, they, they did exactly what everyone said they had to do, which was play that stifling defense. And, and, then, and then on the offensive side of the ball, they just they let Cam Akers take over. Now, I think it's going to be a lot tougher for Cam Akers to get established uh, against the Packers than it is against the Seahawks, who, you know, we know Seahawks defense is porous all year. Um, but if they do somehow manage to beat the Packers, and like I said, they're going to have to do that by establishing the run game early, um, then, you know, they're going to have to go up and face either the Saints or the Bucks. And now you're talking about, uh, you're, ta- you're talking about two of the best defensive teams in the NFC, and the Packers are no slouch either. But I think the Saints and Bucks are I mean, they might not be they might not be one and two in the NFC, but they're both top five defenses in the NFC. And they're both more offensively talented than the Rams. So I, I can't I don't see a scenario in which the Rams make it past the NFC uh, championship. Okay. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't think the Rams have like a necessarily long uh, long game here, but I, I could see them potentially beating the Packers. Um, just with underneath routes, like I think that's yeah. that's their key. You know, getting Cooper Cup and Robert Woods going underneath um, mm. with the Packers. You know, their linebackers are probably the biggest weakness on that team. Yeah, um, I've never been a huge Blake Martinez guy, but I think what they've kind of had to replace yeah. him no, is clearly miss him. Clearly, so, miss, um, yeah. Oh, his production on the Giants. Great. He's been he's been what good a great pickup. Yeah. Uh-huh. What a great pickup. On the cheap too. Um, so yeah, I, I think underneath routes are really what's going to win it for the Rams, if they're able to pull this one out. And I think it, they can run – they might be able to run the ball on the Packers. The Packers' run defense yeah. has been very hit or miss. And Kenny Clark, also, I love the guy, but he's not the best run defend, defending nose tackle in the league. No, and I mean, it's, it's what they're going to have to do. I mean, it's, you're not, you're not going to be able to – you're not going to be able to – they're not – I mean, Goff doesn't like to air it out anyways. They don't have him throw it a ton in the first place. And, you know, what is he going to do? He's drawing, he's drawing some of the he's – Draw, he's, he's drawing a Jair Alexander, who is having a career year. I mean, Darnell Savage uh, is a safety. Exactly. I mean, the Packers are pretty deep in the secondary. They've got a lot of solid talent. Um, Adrian Amos is so on I, that team, right? I believe so, yes. So yeah, I, I yeah. think the underneath routes are, are where they can win, but it might not be enough to elevate them over, you know, really high powered Packers offense. Yeah. So I think, you know, obviously we're giving this, we're giving this one to the Packers, probably. probably. On a straight pick, we picked the Packers. It is a spread of Packers negative six and a half. Are you going to take – would you take – Negative six and a half? Packers or Rams? Yeah, yeah, I'd take negative six and a half. If the Packers are going to win, they're going to blow them out. Yeah, I agree. I think they'll get like a late touchdown and the Rams will kind of go try to get it in garbage time and Goff will throw a pick or something. So that's yeah, that's the way I see like the game that. playing out. Right. All right. And, Do you have uh, any parting thoughts on the Packers and Rams? Packers and Rams. Yeah. You know, I, I like. I want. I want to. I want. To, I. I'm not, but I want to root for the Rams because they're the fellow six seed, and uh, you know, just solidarity. But 
I like I, I want to see Aaron Rodgers. Like I, it'd be so cool to see Aaron Rodgers win another Super Bowl. He really deserves it. Yeah, and it's tough and to, I like get, to bet too. against the the team with a bye too. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I the, think the statistics are just not probably, looking like the Rams. Yeah, it's probably going Green Bay. All right, we can right. jump into the next one then. Uh, Ravens Bills in Buffalo. What are you seeing from this game? God, I mean, I a lot of this is probably biased, but I think the Bills are going to blow them out. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be an absolute shootout. Um, I mean, the Bills' defense is nothing to write home about, but I don't think Baltimore's defense, you know, as good as it is, is going to be able to stop that that Buffalo offense. I mean, you were talking about the most high-powered, quick tempo, like not quick tempo, but just aggressive, effective, and defense uh, offenses. And which, by the way, they're on fire. I mean, mm-hmm. they scored they scored an insane amount of points in the last like four or five games of the regular season. They didn't score below. It was like they didn't score below thirty five points. I don't think in the last like. I, I'm not, I can look into it, but the one thing I'll say about the uh, Bills is just how efficient they've been in the red zone all year. I mean, they, they, and especially recently. Um, and I just don't see the Ravens being able to stop them in the red no. zone with the personnel they have on defense. I don't, I don't, I don't either. I mean, it's going to be interesting uh, to see how Buffalo adjusts to Marlon Humphreys and Marcus Peters. Cause you know, those guys are uh, top tier talents, you know, they're, 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 they're great coverage corners, but I mean, I mean, what do you think? You think you think you think Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley can can outmatch him? I think Diggs can. I don't know about yeah, Cole yeah, and maybe not Cole um, Beasley. Yeah, I mean, Diggs I'll, 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 Beasley, have they have they been? I, I haven't been watching a ton of Bills games. Have they been running Beasley out of the slot like he was in Dallas? I mean, that's usually his usage. Um, so again, like he might yeah. he might not necessarily draw one of those guys either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think. It, them out their the offense is a lot of digs, and then I think they use their tight ends really effectively too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't have the best tight ends, but the way they're able to deploy, you know, Dawson Knox, yeah. um, especially in the red zone, is just terrific. Um, and no, I, I, I just think what Brian Dabble's scheming up there—he's going to be a head coach next year—is terrific. And and I can't see uh, the Ravens really stifling that offense. No, but on the other hand, you know, we're talking about the Ravens not being able to contain the Buffalo defense but what seems you know what it what it what seems like the the much more clear bet is buffalo's defense not being able to contain baltimore's offense i mean both i mean buffalo's buffalo's been riding their offense all season the defense it's i mean it's, it's a little strange honestly because you know buffalo usually rides their defense um so that lack of that lack of efficiency in production is surprising at the start of the season and ended up not, not really mattering but uh, how do you think Buffalo is going to come at Lamar Jackson, you know? Yeah, I'm, I think it's going to be tough. I like Buffalo's linebackers, um, but I don't think they're – nobody's really built to handle Lamar Jackson. No. Uh, Buffalo's He's a completely about league average player. rushing defense, and you've seen what, you know, the Ravens have been able to do to average rushing defenses, which is yeah. absolutely light them up. Even, you know, you look at Tennessee last week. Tennessee – He's one of the best defenses in the league. And, I mean, my goodness, you know, the, the Ravens just destroyed them on the ground. So I, I think there's definitely a path for 
the Ravens to win this game. Um, but I don't know if Jackson has it through the air to, to get him over the hump here. I just, I don't, you know, it's like, it's one of those things where I can see Buffalo going down the field on every drive, on every drive. I, I can see yeah, them going down the field that, on every drive. And, you know, it, I just don't see that for yeah. Baltimore. Like that offense is powerful, but it's not, it's not, it's not like that, you know? Yeah. I think Tredavious White and other players, you know, Buffalo will do enough to keep, you know, to kind of limit the Ravens. I don't, I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a good game and I, along with the rest of the Ravens offense, but I could see them being kind of shut down in some degree. Um, whereas the bills, it's just tough to imagine them coming out slow or, you know, not firing at all. Cylinders. Yeah. I mean, it's like the way they're playing recently, it just, it, you can't, I, I wouldn't bet against them. I mean, what's the spread on the game? It's probably, it's probably pretty close. It, it's pretty close. It's a negative two and a half to Buffalo. Buffalo. In ESPN's matchup predictor, they have uh, Baltimore winning, so they have fifty-one point four percent Baltimore. Really? How about all this? How about all this? Lamar doesn't want to play in the cold. BS. I I think whenever they talk about (laughs) what is that? It's a little. It's a little overblown. Like I think that's. It's always just people trying to come up with narratives. If it's it's, like a march from there's a. Lamar's in Baltimore. Like, yeah. it's not exactly – it's not exactly yeah, warm. He, he played in the AFC North. I mean, yeah, Right. <laughs> he, he goes um, and plays in Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Cincinnati six times a year. Like, it's not warm. Yeah, I think when the weather becomes a factor when you're seeing heavy snow or heavy rain. But aside That's from different. that, like, cold, warm, it really doesn't matter all that much. And, uh, and, and you I know, honestly, that could be fine, could... especially for the way the Ravens play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see why the Ravens would be, would be opposed to snow. I mean, they do most of their damage on the ground, anyways. I mean, it would seem to, it seemed to me like it would benefit them. I mean, I know you don't have the traction, you don't have the footing, but like, still. Yeah, I, 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 would I would say it's going Bills. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I got the Bills too. That for sure. I also, I mean, I want to see the Bills win. I want to see a lot of teams win, man. This, these playoffs. Yeah, I mean, suck. you being a you being a Browns fan, you got to feel a lot of sympathy for a team like the Bills for well. for Buffalo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah similar trajectories. And, of course. Of yeah, course. I mean, like I, I'm, how do you not? I can't root. A, you can't root against them, even if you're not rooting for the Bills. It's tough to root against them. I saw. I saw a tweet. It was like it was during the during the Pittsburgh Cleveland game. It was like, if you're not if you're not if you're not rooting for Cleveland, you hate the sport of football. Which is like, yeah, of course. Like, how could you root for the Steelers if you're not a Steelers fan in that game? I don't. Why? Yeah, this the Steelers. I think with the way they were going eleven and zero and kind of being, kind of having a really easy schedule, became very quickly the most hated team in the NFL this year. Uh, with oh, Juju I, I, dancing and, I already hated I mean, them I was, so much, yeah, John. I mean, but well, you, so but much. That, from your perspective, you've always kind of disliked the Steelers. Whereas, well, I mean, in, yeah, like even no, the casual, they've always uh, unbiased. They've always been thugs. They've always yeah. been thugs. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, always been thugs. Everybody the Browns play, right? <laughs> I mean, it's that's just the rep for the AFC, but that's also just the reputation for the AFC North. You know, you they play yeah, yeah. they play emotional. You play emotional, hard hitting football. Uh, yeah, I was really not a fan of uh, the Steelers this year. I, I was glad to see them fall. Um, yeah, especially to a, a a fun Browns team. You got, I mean, you fun got a Browns team. I mean, I mean, I was. Oh, I mean, that's our next game, man. We're moving on. We'll just move yeah, we into can, that game. We'll just go. All right. Yeah, we'll just what do you think of them? Yeah. Oh, so, so, Oklahoma's here, right? 
I, I mean, it's like, how can I, how can I like go out? How can I come out here and say like uh, the Browns? I think the Browns would be the Chiefs. No, no. I mean, you can't. But, but. Oh, okay. Here it comes. Look, who knows, man? That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. You're looking at, you're looking at a team who is fired up, and they just keep getting more hate. They just keep getting more hate. <laughs> like, I don't know, like that feeds a team. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's a lot. I mean, they got to go up against KC, who's got a pretty quality pass defense, um, which is unfortunate for an already relatively shaky pass offense. Although Baker's put Baker's been playing so well recently, so well. Um, and I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see if Jar- I'm excited to see Jarvis Landry just like I am every week. I mean, he's he's amazing. Um, the sorry. real trademark of the Browns is that run, that run rushing game. Yeah, with yeah. Cobb and Hunt. I mean, they're terrific, I mean, and they got to they got to do. The, they're definitely going to run over the Chiefs, but that's probably not going to be enough to win them the game. They're going to need a lot of other things to go right. No, they and they got to they got to establish it early. And I saw I saw something interesting last week actually uh, that that didn't see much during the uh, regular season. That was. Um, that one, that, that one screenplay to Nick Chubb that he broke off for like a, whatever it was, 47 yard touchdown. And that's something, that's not something the Browns did a ton of uh, this year. And when they did throw the ball to the running backs, it was a lot of it was the cream hunt. And I think that's going to be a key. I think, I think, and I think it was, I don't think it was unintentional. I think Stefanski, I think Stefanski was saving that uh for that, well, not Stefanski per se, because considering he wasn't uh, coaching last week, but I think the coaching staff was saving that play, that that kind of sc- that screen pass, you know, as a as a tempo changer. You know, they don't want to show their they didn't want to show their hand, and then they they got them a touchdown when they really needed it. By the way, they went up twenty eight nothing in that game. Chris Collinsworth was like, I know that no Browns fan is comfortable right now. Of course we weren't. Then we almost we almost blew that game. Almost blew that game. Like, are you ever are you ever comfortable as a Browns fan? No. I mean, what, what about? I mean, okay, if it had gone up to like, were you like losing it? I was like, I didn't think I I didn't think we had a shot, Sean. Not only not only did Stefanski have COVID, but our starting left guard had COVID, our Pro Bowl left guard had COVID. One of our starting wide receivers. I mean, our our secondary had been decimated. Denzel Ward was out. I mean, Greedy Williams has been out all season. That's not COVID. Ward was on the COVID list. I mean, we were we were working with Robert Jackson. Like what? Like how? But you know that, that they game planned. It. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot of the same game planning as the Chiefs. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to give cushion. Um, they're gonna have to get cushion so that guy, so you know Tyree Kill, um, Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson, um, Nicole Hardman. They can't let those guys get behind them. You know, you let Patrick Mahomes air it out 50, 60 yards. And not only is that massively, de- not only is that points on the board, but it's massively demoralizing. Yeah, you mentioned the secondary and there's no scenario I see where the Browns secondary is able to handle the Chiefs. I mean, nobody can really handle the Chiefs in their secondary, but the Browns especially, they're pretty depleted. I think even with Ward playing, it's going to be tough. Yeah, um, Ward's back. I see but we also got, we also got Kevin Johnson back as well. I, yeah, I mean that corner. helps, but it's not not nearly enough to handle the absolute bombardment that the Chiefs come at you with. 
So I think if the Browns are going to be successful on defense, it's going to come from Vernon and Garrett being menaces. And well, even then, Vernon's not playing. Vernon, 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 Vernon Torres, ACL or his Achilles. He didn't play last week either. Okay, so then it's just going to be Garrett, I guess, having to, having to do most of the legwork here. And it's going to be tough. And even then, that's not going to be enough to stop the Chiefs completely. Um, but that's the one formula that they, we've seen in past weeks on how to beat the Chiefs is when Patrick Mahomes takes his big 12-step drop, like the old John Elway back yeah. pedal. Yeah. And, you know, you're kind of just – the lineman or the D-line just has to go straight ahead and, and try to get him. Um, and that's the, really the only formula where they can have success defensively um, because if they're not getting pressure, then they're not even going to be treading water. They're just going to be drowning out there. Yeah, and the pressure just – honestly, it hasn't been there uh, in the past few weeks. I mean, I don't think we sacked Roethlisberger a single time last game. I don't think either – actually, I don't think either QB got sacked last, uh, in, that, in that game, which is crazy because you're talking about – some crazy uh, line D line players on both on both Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and not a single sack. Especially when, by the way, Cleveland was playing with only three of their five starting linemen, and then at left tackle or right tackle because Jack Conklin went down at right tackle. They were playing with uh, third stringer. So, but you know whatever. Um, and it also doesn't help that you know you got Travis Kelsey out there, and the. Browns linebackers and pass coverage are less than notable. I mean, it doesn't. And again, um, our top coverage linebacker, BJ Goodson, um, might not play either. So it's, you know, we're going out there with Malcolm Smith, who's a fossil, and uh, like, and see on Taki Taki, who did have that great, who did have that great interception. You're telling uh, me. Definitely deserved Super Bowl MVP Malcolm Smith isn't a great linebacker anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, look, look. Honestly, he brings a lot of experience to a team that needs like that to a defense that need that is young, needs direction. You know, it's like you got Sion Takitaki out there, you got Mac Wilson out there, although he's not starting now. You know, those are both still young guys in their second, third years. You know, they it's who who lacked veteran presences at the position in years prior. Uh, I mean, both those guys were starters last year, but uh, yeah, no, I, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to see the Browns pull off the upset against the Chiefs. What I don't think is gonna matter ES, much. ESPN matchup predictor has it at eighty-one percent to the Chiefs. So I wonder what it was uh, for the Steelers. It's, t- it's a steep climb. A I wonder what it was for the Steelers. I would say it probably was about sixty percent chance for the Steelers. No, I really? Just had to guess. Actually, yeah. you know what? When I was when I was like when I was looking at the game previews and all that, a lot of people chose the Browns, man. I didn't think well, they had a shot. I think it's like it was an emotional pick against. It was the an emotional pick, and, and it. And I just think the Steelers, for as good as their defense has been this year, their offense is so you know fluky and like they can put up thirty, but then you know then some game Roethlisberger well, just like, can't throw the ball. So well, you know, not only that, but it doesn't help when you you have no run game, nothing. Like, not to mention, not to mention, that's how you've been playing your team. That's how you've been, that's how you've been running your team for, I mean, I don't know, however long Mike Tomlin's been the coach of the Steelers. I mean, it's always been, it's always been a hard hitting, tough run game backed up by Rob, by backed up by Roethlisberger's throwing. You know, it was always run first for the Steelers. And now you're, now you go take a look at them and they got worst run game, worst run game in football. You know, that, that, that changes the team. I'm, I'm astonished they got to 11 and whatever it was, 12 and four. I'm astonished they got there. Um, so 
So, Drew, who are you picking in this game? Are you going to go with your brownies? Or you yeah, I got to go with the Browns. No, the Browns got this on lock. Okay. Don't worry. Don't worry about um, it. I will take this, the Chiefs to win, but I think the Browns will cover. Or What's with, the spread? Um, the it's, Chiefs ten and a half. Ne- it's a negative 10 to the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, nah. Browns will yeah, stick with them. Browns will stick with them. Don't worry. I, I think the Browns will stay in there. It, at the very least, they'll get a garbage time touchdown. I don't know, man. But, if, they uh, get the run, if they get the run game going and KC can't stop Chubb and Hunt – who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, that could that will definitely you help gotta, limit time of possession, but I don't know if yeah. it's going to completely. That's that's like, how the Browns it, win the still, game. They've really got to they've got to run it a lot. They've got to slow it down. Like they got to yeah. really go at a at a, tur- a tortoise and a hare pace. Just to the really only the only the only way the Browns have a chance is by keeping the Chiefs' offense off the field. Mm-hmm. So, which that's is what the they were trying defense. to do against, which is what they were doing against Pittsburgh too. And I don't even know if it's necessarily about keeping the Chiefs' offense off the field as much as it is about keeping the Browns' defense off the field. That's yeah, a good point. I mean, it goes both ways. Um, but I, you know, I think that the Chiefs' offense—if the less time Pat, the ball is in Patrick Mahomes' hands, the better. The better. Yeah. All right. So move on to that last game. As the Bucks Saints. Bucks Saints. This is this is an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 tempted to go Saints because they've already beat the Bucks twice this year. But then you remember those were just those were just yeah. But those were I mean, Tom Brady just played atrociously. Atrociously. Look great. So you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm no Tom Brady stand, but I there's no way he there's no way he plays like that. In the, there's no way he's playing like that in the postseason. None. Yeah, I'm I'm torn here because I, on one hand I really don't like Tom Brady, but I also hate the Saints. So I'm real. I don't know who to pick. Why do you hate the Saints? I I I was fed up with Peyton and him complaining about the referee like like months after the bad call. Uh, in the, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'd be complaining too. That literally stopped them from going to the Super Bowl. And then they and then I, so and then for the Rams to play that game against the Patriots. I would have been furious, furious. And if I'm Sean Payton sitting on my couch watching the TV, I'm thinking to myself, I could have put up 14 points and won the game. Like, come on. I I was fine with the initial complaint, but then him, like, the next offseason saying, oh, well, that ref cost me a Super Bowl appearance. It's like, I think it was poor management on him. He threw the ball three times, or two, two times, with what was it like under two minutes to go and they had a first down in the red zone like buddy you gotta run the ball at least twice and if not three times to get with the rams with two timeouts you gotta but weren't they weren't they weren't they down a touchdown they needed the touchdown no they were uh, they were tied at that point they were tied it was 2020, and then uh they you gotta remember though you gotta remember though that that year that how how uh like dynamic that Rams offense was. Mm-hmm. I just like, think it was really poor game management on Peyton's part, and he he threw the refs under the bus, and nobody nobody batted an eye because it was such a horrible call. But there was a lot of other factors in that game to why the. Well, Saints I mean, lost. it's never it's it's never one thing, you know. I mean, yeah. like at no point yeah. has it ever been like one thing. You know? yeah. There's no such thing as a perfect game. And and plus the Saints have seen the Eagles in the playoffs recently, and it's true, had some true. Tough maybe games, a little bias, so maybe a little bias. There's definitely a little bias. So I'm I'm picking Tampa Bay in this one. Um, well, I mean I, I I think it's I think they're gonna I mean, pull it I, out. I can't I can't in good faith 
in while while I sit here in my dorm room in New Orleans and say say that the oh. Buccaneers are going to win. Like I can't do that. Okay. Uh, the spread Heresy. is negative three um, in New Orleans' favor. So do you see? What do you think? Do you think it'll be that close? I think I'd say Bucks because if I have the Bucks one in any way, I take the Bucks on the spread. Okay. Might take the Bucks on the really spread, close. but like I think. I think the Bucks could easily win the game. It's it's I don't know. It's going to depend. Can they lock up Alvin Kamara? I mean, yeah. Drew. It's that that's 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 the only thing that matters really. I'm the only concern for me about the Bucks defense is their linebackers like Drew Brees just picking apart like Devin White and Levante David, and they're gonna either they have to blitz them or scheme up something so that their linebackers aren't just absolute liabilities like they've been the last two times they played the Saints. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I just find it, it I mean, the Bucks just played extraordinarily poorly those games. Like I can't, that's not, I, you've seen how it's they play. You've seen game. how they play. Yeah. You've seen how they play normally. And I mean, unless they go out there again and, you know, Tom Brady decides, you know, that he, I don't even know, uh, has a, he has a mental break on the field. It's like he has the past two, past yeah. two occasions. I mean, it's going to be a close game. I mean, you're going to see, you're going to see, Mike Evans will Mike Evans will net more than 100 yards. Mark my words. And Antonio Brown will have a touchdown. I I wouldn't bet against it. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a big game for the for the Bucs, and I think they're going to have a, a really good time. Um, I don't. I even as good as the Saints' defense has really been, I think Brady is going to pick them apart. Um, I don't. And, see and them he looked for the so, third time. He looked he looked so good against Washington too. Because at that point you can't go back to that formula. Like, can you can can New Orleans go back to the same blueprint they used the first two times to beat Brady? Or because you know you know the Bucks are kind of expecting it. They didn't. It was Drew Brees both times, wasn't it? I believe it was. I don't think it was a. I don't think they played well. I don't think they played each other while Taysom Hill was starting. No, Taysom Hill I mean, started I mean, four games. I mean, so. I'm, Michael Thomas was definitely out for one or both of those matchups, so. Mm-hmm. I think he was out for the first one, right? He missed. Yeah, he, he probably was probably out for the first one. I mean, that's I mean that's always a factor. Although it's you're not you're not looking at the same Drew Brees you were looking at last year. You know, I mean, the guy can't throw it deep anymore. Yeah, and I think in addition, the with Tampa Bay, they played him week one. I don't think they were completely on the same page week one. No, with you know the, the shortened off season and everything, and then I think what was the next game either week week eight or nine, and that was just to you know, they just collapsed and, and looked helpless on the field. Yeah. Um, so I'd say it's a combination of both of those two of why they lost. And I think, I really think Tampa is going to win this one. I think the Saints are going to eke it out, um, but it's going to come down to, it's going to come down to whether they can, whether they can contain Alvin Kamara, because they're not going to be able to stop Alvin Kamara. It's just not, that's not happening, but they got to contain him, you know? And uh, I mean, they have the advantage of having some really good, uh, run oriented, run oriented linebackers. Um, you know they they have a shot at it, uh, and they're and they're capable of putting pressure on Breeze too. You know it's 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 going to come down to whether they can contain Kamara and they can put the pressure on Breeze. Um, and, and Breeze, I mean, he's a stiff at this point too. He's oh yeah, no, he's, he's not, not moving around. He's not. He's not the athlete he was two years ago. No, I mean, it, it's, I mean he was never the best athlete, but he was good enough no. to escape. No, and, and I mean they're uh, they're gonna double they're gonna double Michael Thomas. I mean that's that's a given. It's like it's yeah, I mean, they, they just the Saints don't have enough weapons to for them for 
for Tampa. They don't have enough weapons for Tampa Bay to have to worry about, you know? I mean, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is fine, but he's not a game breaker. And Kamara, if they can, if the if White and David can kind of lock down Kamara and Antoine Winfield can, can make some plays at the strong safety position, I expect that Tampa will be able to kind of limit those two positions really well and yeah. uh, force, you know, kind of some of New Orleans' is no-namers to win the game for them. Yeah, yeah. So you got the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks. I'll go Saints. I gotta go. I'll go Saints. I think. I think. I'll, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think the Bucks are gonna be able to contain Alvin Kamara. I think he's gonna. Sure. I think he's gonna. Yeah, have, I, mean, I think he's gonna. That's a real key. Is what how well Devin White and Levante David play. I think those two are really kind of the fulcrum for how this game's gonna come come out. I'll call it right now. Kamara gets 110 yards, scrimmage yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I Alvin Kamara cost me two fantasy championships this year. Alvin so Kamara I'm, cost me my fantasy not, championship too. I'm not happy with him. I'm not going to say that. I, I'd say Alvin Kamara, 70 yards total, no touchdowns. That's no touchdowns. Team. No touchdowns. He's going to get. He'll have 40 yard, 45 yards through the air, and like 25 yards of the ground. They're shutting him down. Just giving him fuel, Sean. He's going to see this. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know all of them watch this. Yeah, they tune in. Right, we'll, us, get in we'll get into the uh, the coaching carousel now. One of the more yeah. Agents. So what we got? We got what five or six teams with vacancies now? We have um, Atlanta, number one, Houston. Detroit, Houston, the Chargers, uh, Jacksonville, the Chargers, not anymore. The Eagles. Um, so that's seven. Not anymore. Not anymore. I mean, we'll talk about the new, the new coaching additions. So should I guess start, we could start. Should we start with that one? We can start with Jacksonville. Um, Urban Meyer's going to crash and burn, yo. I saw no a great chance. meme on NFL memes on Instagram that said, uh, if, you didn't, if you didn't like us at 1 and 15, <laughs> one and 15 don't 15. like us at 4, <laughs> they said four and 12. 12. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure how Urban Meyer is going to do it. Like, I think some of these college coaches, when they have, like, complete autonomy over their college teams are great, and then they come to the NFL, and it's just a different ball game. And they yeah. just don't function. Same as reason. Well. Same reason. Some. Re- same reason. Some. Same reason. A lot of star college players just don't play very well in the NFL. It's a mm-hmm. completely different game. Yeah, and I. So I'm not expecting Meyer to come in and like set the world on fire. I think he he could do fine. Maybe he's an average head coach at best. But I don't think he's gonna, especially with Jacksonville. I mean, they need help. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they need I mean, they, they need a lot. They, I think more work they, had more work had. I, to me, it wasn't even like Doug Marone was the biggest issue. You know, to me, to me, it was just a complete lack of talent. The only positive with Jacksonville that I see is that they're starting from scratch, and there's not like they they don't have to do a lot of tearing down or dumping contracts. They can just well, kind of they're not going to face they're not yeah they're not going to face the salary issues that you know they're twenty not, twenty you know, teams are going to face. They're not Philly like Philly who has to rip the whole team down so they can be under the cap next year to get to sign their draft picks. I'm yeah, and eat a whole so. bunch of money. Yeah, eat a exactly. whole so. bunch of contract. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get to Philly. We'll talk about that when we get to Philly. Oh you guys messed up so bad. Yeah. So I bad. Tell me about it. Um, so I think Jacksonville, I could see them going. I, I mean, is there, there's going to be 17 games next year, right? Yeah. So I'm this year. I don't even know what to do. No, there was well, there were sixteen this year with the seven playoff teams. Oh, 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 oh! I'm I'm thinking I forgot about the 17, 17 games. Yeah, they're switching not 17 over to weeks. seventeen games. 
So I'm completely thrown off when it comes to records. I don't even know what those like six and 11 just doesn't sound right. Yeah. Um, no. But I could see Jacksonville going five and 12. Yeah. Or six and 11. That's I just don't see them. Out. I mean, it's, it's going to kind of what they do in the off season. It's like, it's like, they're just not like what do you even, what do you even target? They're like, like the you, Bengals of this season. Everything. They're you need everything. Quarterback, but they just, they don't have an offensive line. They don't have, I mean, I guess their weapons, like their receiving core with Chark is probably, Chark's probably their, one of their better established vets, but like, I don't think he's terrific. He's like a he, fine he's, receiver. He's good, but he's not good enough to carry the like, Jags to carry the attack. passing game. Like, that's just not, that's not going to happen. I mean, you, they need to, like, I don't see him being like a, a bell cow for them. Kiki Westbrook, like, no, Chris Conley, no, like, they're not the answer. Yeah. It's like they, they got to do something. Miles Jack is fine as a linebacker. He's probably their best player on defense. Yeah, but I mean, he's They're also one. Like they almost cut him last year. Like they, he had a contract, bad season yeah. last year, and then he's not great. He's the biggest name, and he can play well. He's the most potential to play well. He's got the physical tools, but there's just nothing around him, and and. They're just piss poor on defense, really. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like, I just, I mean, I'm trying to think, like, what did they, like, they dealt the entire team. What did they get? You know? Like, I, yeah. I'm not Ramsey like, gone. Boye gone. Even I mean, Jackson. everyone knows that, every, everyone knows they got fleeced by the Ravens for Campbell. Mm-hmm. They did. They and really, then, I mean, I think they've just then, been mismanaged was, for a number of Ngakwe years. Ngakwe was on that team before he went to the Vikings, wasn't he? No, no, no. He was in got. Yeah, yeah. He was on that team, and then they let him go, or did he get yeah. traded? I he got traded. They, they traded him because he was like, where, where would was it all picked? Oh, is that like why I'm not seeing anything? About, yeah, you know who I forgot about? Who I like on their team is Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen. The, yeah, the linebacker the, or the edge rusher. Yeah, I think he's good. I think he's a good player. Yeah, he's young. I mean, he hasn't had it. he hasn't much, he hasn't had much around him, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I yeah, I'm really skeptical that the Jags are going to be good next year, even with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, although all the college football fans are going to be hyped up about it. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how Trevor Lawrence plays. I mean, yeah. I don't, how was the, how was the Jags all line this year? Uh, not terrific. They drafted Juwan Taylor in the second round and he was fine. Not terrific. Not great. Um, but over, aside from him, there's not a lot of, talent there they were they were the 26th ranked offensive line unit there that sounds not great right. that That's was their fantastic. best position and it was probably their best position group like ranking knowing the jack no nah, it was probably linebacker it was probably linebacker their linebacker was awful miles jack joe Schobert. um mm-hmm. i mean josh allen's technically a linebacker but he's an edge rusher mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i just i just don't see a lot of upside i mean i just think a lot of it's gonna be it's a rebuild it's a rebuild you know Okay. And, uh, um, okay. Well, I, think, uh, I don't see Urban Meyer as an innovator. All right. Any parting words on the Jags or you want to move on? Yeah, move on. That's good. I think we hit it. All right. Uh, Atlanta. What do you think about Atlanta? Who do you think they're going to go with? <sighs> well, no, they're uh, – didn't they just hire someone this morning? Did they? Or was did, that did somebody else? Did they lock else? it up with, uh, with – Arthur Smith? Smith? Yeah. I don't know if okay. they, I don't think it's official. I don't think it's official, but I'm pretty sure that's who they're going with. Yes, it looks like it. Uh, which, they've made an offer to Smith. Yeah, which is great, but 
different, very different offenses. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at that. you're you're looking at you're looking. I mean, Art Smith was handling one of the most run heavy offenses in football, mm-hmm. and now you're going somewhere with that hasn't had a running back that like Todd like Todd really can't play. run the ball. They have one of the worst running games in the league. Yeah, it's like it's like I don't know how that's going to work out. I mean, don't get me wrong, Tannehill looks fantastic in Tennessee, but part of that is because he doesn't throw the ball that much. It's and the same also- as. I was talking about cousin Jimmy or Michael Jimmy, and he was bringing up that, you know, Tannehill's facing eight man boxes every time. There's not a lot of, like, he's not dicing up these defenses. They're worried about Henry, and they're going to let Tannehill beat him, exactly. um, which is why he's playing well. And I mean, I think Smith deserves some credit because Tannehill was not great his last year in Miami, and no, it's really turned it around. Not. He's looking, he's looking better even when he has, like, when he's forced to throw the ball. Um, but I still think it's going to be tough for Atlanta to to really come out of the the, the dumpster here. Yeah, um, and, and and again, you know, they're an aging team. They yeah, have you're, a lot that's of what I was bets. about to say. You know, it's like it's like the sun is setting on Atlanta right now, and everybody knows it. The team knows it. The the fans know it. Like, like how much longer is it going to be the Matt Ryan and Julio Jones show? I mean, yeah, I don't know how they long just, Jones is signed through. Mm-hmm. But I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but I think they, I mean, this is an organization that's just kind of been treading water for a while. And then yeah. this year they kind of, they finally got pulled under. Um, and I, I just don't, I mean, as much as I, I like Matt Ryan and I think he's a little underrated. I mean, you know, you know how much, uh, I've talked about Matt Ryan for oh, you love hours Matt and defended him. You love Matt um, but I just don't, I don't know if he's the future there. I mean, I know he's not the future in, in he's not. maybe a year or two. Not the future anywhere. Left. I mean, he's got, the- uh, do you think he retires after that, or do you like think a he... starter? I could see him being a starter somewhere else, like for a, a stopgap team, like yeah. a team that just needs somebody to hold it over for a year. Yeah, kind of like what Smith's doing in Washington, mm-hmm. but uh, minus the injury, of course. But um, I can't really see him having too much of an NFL future. And it's a shame yeah, because I think he had a great career. Um, just didn't yeah. really have the playoffs. He just didn't win. He didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, just, and it's a bummer he, for him because I think he's a good uh, player. I mean, anyone who wins an MVP is a good player. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for the most part, of course. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty rare. Pretty rare to get an MVP pick that that completely busts oh, for the rest of. Kinda. Yeah, it was Paris Hilton? Did, not Paris Hilton. Paris, uh, Paris, Paris Hillis, the Browns running back or like fullback? Pey- he, oh, Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis. Did he win MVP he that win, year? He did not win MVP. I, I, if he did, I would be shocked. There's no way. That'd be I, insane. <laughs> I think he just got on the Madden cover. I think that was his thing. That's crazy. That guy, that guy, that guy is a fullback. He's a fullback, man. Put a fullback I mean, on the Madden cover. What are they doing? <laughs> they, I think they had like a vote that year. I think that was what. It's a fan um, vote that just got him up there. <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I think it was the fan vote. Well, like they um, just they had a fan. Um, it was like a bracket or something, and like he kept or something like that. Yeah. By the way, did you see? Do you do you follow like Pro Football Focus on uh, on Instagram? I don't. I think Pro Football Focus is arbitrary rankings, and I don't like Chris Collinsworth, so I resent them. Fair, but I mean, I, I'm this is about this is about to play it right into that narrative. By the way. They release like uh, mock drafts every like week or so, and oh, they are the most horrendous mock drafts 
I've ever seen. You gotta listen to this BS, man. It's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Shit. Hold on, let me let me see let me see if I can find the most recent one. Just to to go there on is. a quick Pro Football Focus rant while you're pulling it up. Go for it. Uh, Pro Football Focus had Alex Singleton, the Eagles linebacker, ranked as the ninth best linebacker in the league. If yeah, no, the, the rankings him, don't make any sense. If, if anybody's watched a snap of Alex Singleton, and like I, there's some Eagles fan like homers that love him just because he plays hard and he's got the hair and the mustache, but the dude cannot cover anything. Like I, it's it's unreal. He just he's just lost in coverage. Uh, the only good coverage play he had was when Nick Mullins basically threw the ball right to him. Like he looked yeah. like a tight end. Um, so that's my rant on Pro Football Focus. Well, here, 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 I'm, I'm about to give you. I'm about to give you a little more uh, material. So okay. they did. They just did like the first ten. They just did like released the first ten picks on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But they've got number one. They got Trevor Lawrence with the Jags, which is you know obvious. I mean, it's chalk. A, a monkey could a monkey could draw that one up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then immediately at number two, it starts to be like ah. They've got the Jets going and taking Zach Wilson. I mean, I've heard rumblings, but I don't see them passing the fields. I think if the Jets were smart, and I know I'm not going to talk too much about it because I know a draft show, all that. But if the Jets were smart, they'd trade out of that pick. Yeah, if, if I were them, I'd trade out of it. I'd trade out it, of it. I mean, you could take someone's. You can take someone's first round, probably their second round, and you know, you're getting two first. You're getting two first for that pick. Yeah, you're getting first. Yeah, you're gonna I mean, first easy. for this year and next year, and you're probably getting a second for this year too. Like you are Depending walking on... off of the fortune. And I'm not convinced that Sam Donald's a bust. I'm just not. Not yet. No, me neither. Like, He's just... shown me enough where it's like he could still turn it around if he gets a decent head coach. I think Gase has just destroyed him. Yeah, and I mean, just take a, take a look at Baker. He, he like, could I... piece it together. I want to give him a year, and then if it really if he if he sucks this year, then I could see them going for a vet maybe you know maybe they get matt ryan or nick, nick Foles or somebody like that you know alex smith goes to new york or nobody something. should nobody should be signing nick Foles. um well like just a veteran and that's the the idea i know that's but like uh, Foles has proven nick that when Foles he's put, is a bad putting game, yeah he's, when he's putting games he can't yeah. win no oh, i mean I, I, he won a few games with the bears right he won, he, I, he won a few games with the bears and a, then... he did he beat he beat tom brady um that's right. Fools oh is a Fools is a relief pitcher. That's what he does. And, yeah. But he can't. He's not a starter. Uh, no. So. God no. But um, yeah, they should they should trade. I, I kind of feel bad for Donald too. Because by the way, I met that guy. I met Donald. Did I you? Was delivering, I was delivering pizzas to the Jets training facility, and like he was he was like coming out like right as I came in. I was like, ah, I know you. <laughs> I know you. Some people you just you just got lit, you just like... got you just got lit up last week, dude. Some people told me I look like Sam Donald. What do you think, Jake? A little bit, a little bit. Maybe like, maybe like, maybe like a foot. Maybe if you were like a foot taller, Uh it would. Yeah, maybe more than a foot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then and then listen to this. At number three, they have the Miami Dolphins selecting Justin Fields. Miami. Miami. No. No. Like what? Are you kidding? What? I don't. I hate this. I hate this narrative. That the Dolphins that they're done have with already moved on with Tua from Tua. They I'm like, are love, you serious? They just love Fitzpatrick. They like Fitzpatrick, and they wanted to get. You know, they think he gave him better shot to win the game. But Tua is the future, and they like Tua. Yeah, it's just because they brought Fitzpatrick in the second half of what was it two 
two games, two, three games? Late, yeah, a couple, a couple I games. I think it was only year. two games. I think it was two mm-hmm. games late in the year. Like, w- no, that's not what that means. And not to mention, yeah. Forrest has gone out there. He said, you know, like, two is the guy. Like, he's our man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, nothing, I mean, nothing two has showed you his rookie year, like, would have disproven what you saw on tape. At, yeah, coming like, out of the draft, he like, showed me what I thought he, was gonna. He showed me what I thought he was gonna show us. If he had been like a tire fire, then maybe you know. But he was fine. Like he was a good, he was a good rookie quarterback. Fine. About about what you'd expect. So I have, I think there's almost zero chance Miami goes quarterback. I'd say it's an interesting most, scenario to think of. Chance. It'd be an interesting scenario to think of though if the Jets do pass on Justin Fields, if they took Fields and then dealt Tua. It'd be an interesting scenario. It would be. I mean, it, you know, it'd be it'd be interesting. I think Fields is bu- Fields is banged up too. What has he got? Like a rib injury or is a hip a hip thing? Yeah, he's got the, the be, rib thing. They'd be drafting two uh, damaged quarterbacks going into the year or going into the the rookie season. Yeah, yeah. You probably don't want to be drafting quarterbacks that already got injury concerns. Where you had? Uh, we're going to Lowe's to go get the bullet. All right. How's it going, Scott? Um, so, and then, and then here's where it gets really heinous. At number four, they've got they've got Atlanta taking Jamar Chase. I look what that's the only thing Atlanta doesn't need. Wide receiver is the only thing Atlanta doesn't need. Like what? What? Atlanta could use like Atlanta needs a new team, but the only thing they're set at is receiver. They arguably, I mean, like I would I wouldn't be surprised if Atlanta goes quarterback. I mean, they might, they, they might, could. they might, they might elect to wait a year and, uh, and you know, build, build around it. I mean, they, they all, a, the old, the old line going to get better. Take a re- second round guy because if you know when a new coaching staff comes in, if they like Ryan, maybe they go, they stick with him. Um, yeah. Right now, I think Eric, Eric B. Erda, you mentioned Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith coming into Atlanta. If he really likes Matt Ryan, um, then I could see them sticking with him for a year or two. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a it's going to be a change in the culture. They're definitely like, they are definitely trying to change the culture. I mean, it's, it was, it's the first step. You gotta, you gotta divert, you gotta change, you gotta diverse, they've got to diversify the team and, you know, bringing in, bringing in a guy who direct, who directed one of the most run heavy offenses in football is definitely a, a good start, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Who do, who do they have as the next pick? If it's not O-line for Cincinnati, I'm going to It is, it is. No, they haven't taken oh, a God. Sewell. Uh, they haven't taken Sewell. Yeah. yeah. No, good that's, Lord. thank God. Yeah. And, you know, God, it makes me so – okay. It doesn't make me so angry because they're in the same division as the Browns and they just shot themselves in the foot. But it, it makes me angry because the Browns did the exact same thing. What were they do? like, I understand Joe Burrow and all the, all the you know, stigma – not stigma, the, the, the hype around him and, you know, he's best, one of the best college players of all time, blah, blah, blah. And I understand why you plug him in right off, of, right off the bat. But when you have no weapons and you are giving the man no protection, you, it is a recipe for him to get hurt. There was no yeah, other outcome. They could not have been surprised when he goes down. Like, what What, what did, did you, you think expect? was going to happen? He's getting sacked seven times a game. He's getting what annihilated. What's going to happen? And the Browns are the exact Especially same a rookie. Especially yes. a rookie who doesn't have the offseason to fully build up his body. <laughs> exactly. Like, to protect like, himself. Like what were you doing? Just let him like Ryan, let Ryan Finley take the hits, man. Like uh-huh. Give that's, Bur- yeah, that's what you got the guy back. on the team play. That's what you have him on the team for. He's the body bag, you know. Just get him in there, you know. 
Exactly. Like yeah, why? Why? I, like or, or like really get like build up your offensive line. I mean, like they really they would either had to put Finley in or sign a ton of free agents, like sign Halapulavati Vaitai, who is like one of the better tackles on the market, and really try to build up that offensive line because it was it was a recipe for disaster. Yeah. It's just, it's just, ugh, I was just so angry. It, it reminded me exactly what the Browns did to Sean Kaiser. And, you know, obviously to Sean Kaiser, much different than Joe Burrow. But, like, yeah, they, yeah, they, uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackson, ended career, Kaiser his career, career, his career was ended in his first six games. Yeah. He's getting, sacked, he got, he's getting sacked four times a game. He no no weapons like, to work with. Like, he never had a chance. When Kaiser came out at Notre Dame, it was pretty much like he needs to go to a perfect scenario, kind of get, and mature into the into the role because he's got he had the physical tools and Jackson just threw him in the fire immediately. And like get in there, get in there, and sling that rock, kid. Also, you're gonna get yeah. nailed like you're, eight you're, times. You're literally, you might die on the field. Uh, he, so he, yeah, he, it was brutal. Did I mean his psyche did. died? His, his career. I mean his, his career, career died his on the field. Died, that's for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, career. and then. And then six, and I'm sure um, they got they've got they they got Devontae Smith going to the Eagles. Can't hate it. I mean, he's good. I, mean, I like, think dude's gonna, really, light it, dude's gonna light it up in the NFL. Yeah, I think the Eagles desperately need a corner too. If anybody watched the Cowboys Eagles game in Week 16 and mm-hmm. saw Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper take shred the Eagles uh, second, Michael take Michael Michael Jaquette to town who is our yeah. like practice squad corner that had to start and just got absolutely obliterated. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so would you, would you, would you like the I Eagles would, to like go get like someone like Caleb Farley? Yeah. I mean, Farley is Farley and certain. I haven't really done my complete draft research on him. I watched certain um, in the championship game and I haven't watched a ton of Farley yet. Um, I'm fine right now with either of them. I like both of their film. Um, mm. So, far, by the way, they've got good. they've got they've got Dallas taking Farley at ten. Yeah, yeah. So usually both of them are going around nine nine to like twelve. They're always yeah. falling in that range. So if if I'm the Eagles and like you know a team three quarterbacks are off the board and someone wants to dr- jump up to get Trey Lance, I wouldn't mind trading down to like nine or ten and snagging a corner. Um, just yeah, I think by that's the way, their biggest need. By the way, there's fans no really receiver. There's no way in hell the Broncos don't take Trey Lance. I don't care yeah, I mean, if Elway has relinquished. Court, I don't care. I don't care if Elway has relinquished. Yeah, exactly. This is a big arm. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's got Denver is, Broncos written all over him. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't care that Elway has relinquished control of the, like the of the of the yeah of the like the whatever the operations. Trey Lance is going to end up on the Broncos. Like, there's you know, no way he doesn't. Just, you know the Broncos were having conversations like, what's the problem with Trulock? He's not 6'7". That's the problem. Like, <laughs> He's not tall enough. Big, He's not big enough. Big quarterback with the big arm. It's like, I, it was a miracle they did not take Josh Allen. And they're not going to, they're not going to, you know, miss on him again. So they're going to go Lance, I think. I, I would yeah. be shocked if they didn't. And then and then they got they got Jalen Waddle at 7 from the Lions, which, I mean. Okay. The Lions got to do Lions, a lot of stuff. They just need anything. They need everything. Especially anything and everything. Well, especially with Galladay leaving. They might lose Galladay. They're probably yeah. going to lose Galladay. They're probably going to lose gonna, Galladay. He's going to demand big money, and the Lions just are not going to want to pay him a ton for if they're a rebuilding team. No, there's no reason to. I, you got to let him walk. Mm-hmm. We should talk about that after. We should we should talk about where some of these big free agents might end up. 
Mm-hmm. We still got, we're still got to get into the coaching. Uh, yeah, I know. Our coaching talk after the draft. Yeah, right. fair enough. And then they got Mac Jones at eight to the Panthers, which, all right. I mean, the Panthers probably need yeah. something new at QB. Again, another probably one of those teams that needs a lot. Probably. They do. Uh, I think that's a little early for Jones. Like, I think they could get him later. Yeah, I think really they could too. To. But if they, they, if they fall in love with Mac Jones, then take him. I mean, you know. Go for it. And then I, we already went over. It worked out, it worked out for the Giants with Daniel Jones. Exactly. And then I, I already, we already went over 9 and 10. They got, they got Trey Lance for the Broncos, mm-hmm. and they got uh, Caleb Fardley to the Cowboys. Yeah. So. All right, so, so we were talking about Atlanta. I think we pretty much said we all, all we got to say about them. And then who's next? Um, Detroit, who is yet to find a coaching candidate. Still, I thought it was yeah. the right decision to fire Patricia. Uh, oh yeah oh yeah i think he was, I no think clue was, what he was definitely he was he, even like and you saw the players after like every coach in the league that's been fired there's been players of like you know all, he was a good coach he just took a wrong step here or there when patricia got fired like a swarm of former lions were like good riddance get the guy the hell out yeah, of they're like, they were they're so like this guy had no clue what he was doing none so, uh, watching I his think... offensive play calling was just brutal Brutal. You know, he was supposed to be a defensive specialist from New, Eng- New England, even though New his England. defenses were never that good. And Yeah, they only got I mean, good after he left. They, yeah, they were terrible. I mean, Detroit was awful. And, and it was like they basically just Matt Stafford just going out there and slinging it. Making He's like, something go out throw that ball. Go throw that ball. We'll, yeah, give, it Adrian. Yeah, we'll give it to Adrian Peterson every once in a while. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, no, but no. It was a, they gave him way too long of a leash there in Detroit. Um, and I think it was good that he's fired. It, I, I'll be interested who, to see who they go with. That, uh, after, that's... Two, after defensive court coaches and Caldwell and Patricia, I see them going like a young offensive, like a Joe Brady um, yeah. or somewhere like that. Yeah. But I, haven't, I haven't been keeping super up to date of, of like the, on like the potential mm-hmm. candidates. Yeah, but I agree. I mean, I think you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta focus on the offensive side of the ball. Uh-huh. I mean, the defense is also awful. Like it's, 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 it's they, it, Detroit's in a really bad spot. Really uh-huh. bad. They're like they are they need, probably the third least like desirable appealing. destination for a coach. With, it, with what New York is worst one being no the the second worst is Houston and the worst is definitely Philly. You think the second worst is Houston? Really? Because yeah, with Watson wanting out, it's I think it's a terrible situation. But, I mean, there. Watson wants Watson. I think if you're a new coach, you gotta like. If you can make Watson work, but if you, you already, just, it's not but, even making Watson work, Watson will work for himself. You just have to be competent. My thing is, they don't have a first round pick this year. They're they've been utterly mismanaged under Bill O'Brien. It's like there's not an upward trajectory. Yeah, O'Brien, O'Brien screwed him. O'Brien screwed him. So and Watson wants to win now. Coach, the first goal you should have is like, I want to be good enough next season to keep my job. And if you go to Detroit, that's not happening. Or, I mean, sorry, uh, Houston, that's not Or Detroit. Happen. Or Detroit. Well, I mean, yeah, Detroit is not happening either, let's be frank. It's like, it's like Detroit, um, but Detroit, you know. I can see know, it happening better in, in – more. it's more likely in Detroit than it is in Houston. Yeah, I mean, at least in Detroit you got like – Stafford and you got some and you stability got, there. And you got a division that's not like fantastic. Like, well, the it's Packers not, are really good. but The, the Packers the are really good, the, but the Vikings are the Chicago. Vikings it, it just depends on the week. Always, it just depends on the week. They're beatable every week. So. Yeah, it, those are but, – but, but then yeah. – but Houston's like – 
Houston, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta be Indy. You gotta beat the Titans. Like those are tough teams. And you gotta beat Urban Meyer. You gotta be, you gotta be Urban Meyer, like, the best college coach yeah. of all time. Like it's <laughs> Nick Saban. Who? What? No. Exactly. And then who's uh who's who, who, what, where, where would you think is the least desirable place to go? Philly for sure. It's Philly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With no, the with the absolute power struggle, with oh they have the second highest salary cap in the league. <laughs> Carson so Wentz and Jalen Hurts, nobody knows what to do. I'll, we'll, so, so, I'll, so, 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 you know what? Why don't, why don't we just why don't we just botched? So who do you who do you? Well, well, I mean, who do you think? Who do you, I mean? Who do you think would be a good fit in Detroit? I mean, I don't think anyone's a good fit, but like, it's right. like I'd say, I think like Joe Brady would be interesting. The Carolinas offensive coordinator um just because he's like the young guy uh i think dabble's going to the chargers but i would have liked dabble there as well um i think dabble was the best coach on the market from the bills the bills offensive coordinator right 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 um there's rumors that he's going to the chargers um but i think he would have been a good fit in in detroit as well or solid the chargers is a good spot the Jets, but the chargers but yeah, the chargers is just a, not the, desirable the chargers was probably the best yeah, yeah, because 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 a lot of it's there, a lot of it's already there. Like you got, they, you got to strengthen up the defense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But apart yeah. from that, the biggest issue was the coaching. So it was like it was Anthony Lynn's game management. And exactly, so I think, but I don't think Anthony Lynn was a horrible coach. I think mean, he could be a good coordinator, but I don't think he was ready for the game management aspect. Like I think his his designs a lot of times were not terrible, but like when it would get in the game, he has no idea what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just like it was just like there was no reason the Chargers shouldn't have been winning more games. They should, yeah. I mean, they, they you saw the what was the graphic of like there's two teams that have have kept like in the first I think it was the first seven weeks of the season, first seven eight, like the only two teams to like keep every game within seven points were the seven and the Steelers and the two and five Chargers. So like when it comes when it's that close of a margin of error and they're two and five. It's like like you're doing you're messing the co- it's on the coach it's, it's, it's on like the coach not, it's on the coach they're not managing the game whether it's like trying to go for it going for it or kicking it or you know and they've so got like bad. I mean I don't know how much longer Keenan Allen is there but mm-hmm. I mean he's not like he's not that old like you got you got time he's a good receiver and they have uh, I like Mike Williams too. I think he could be I don't, good. I don't. You I don't think like he, him. I think he's one of the most unreliable wide receivers in the NFL. He can be. I just see brilliant. Him. He can be brilliant, but he can be yeah bad too, like really bad. But I think he'll throw together like two or three years of like really good play, and then drop off. Like, but I think he'll be good for enough time to kind of bridge the gap to help Herbert along. I mean. Pfft. Shit, does Herbert need to be helped along? I mean, he's he's Herbert looked awesome. I was that was, I mean, I I didn't hate him coming out of Oregon, but I wasn't a huge fan of his game. I just didn't know how it was going to translate. I thought, you know, he was a big guy, like a potential bust. You know, really hit or miss prospect. You know, uh, low floor and a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he knocked it out of the park in his first season. Um, I could see him being really good. Sean, I mean, everybody, you know, who. Who was the wide receiver that went to Oakland not this season but last season from from or not Oakland the Raiders excuse me from from San Francisco or from San Diego or LA Jesus Christ from LA to Las Vegas 
Yeah. Was it? It was. Um. Oh my God! It was a big. It was a big wide receiver, like number sixteen. Why can I not remember his name? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it was like he was like the fantasy darling. Gosh, what was his yeah. name? Yeah. Oh my God! It was. It, it was. It was. Was it also? It was. Was it? It was it, Mike something. Wasn't like, it? it might. It might also be Williams. Mike. Yeah, it's will. It's also Williams is what it is. It's something Williams. It's like, it's like Terrell. It's like Terrell Williams. I think is that it. Yeah, and he's not. I don't even think he's on the team anymore, or he's hurt or something like Hold that. On. I'm pulling it up. Terrell Williams. Terrell there Williams. Is. I wonder what happened. I don't even know what yeah. happened to him. He's not playing now. <laughs> he's not part of the receiving court now. He's out of the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that John Gruden. John Gruden coaching effect right there. <laughs> I mean, hell, I mean. He didn't John have Gruden's a bad a year. Maybe he took the year off. I don't know. He he had 600 yards and six touchdowns last year on 40 catches. He got hurt. And he, he got hurt. He was their number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I remember. He was supposed to yeah, play. He was, he was supposed to play. Oh, my gosh. He was supposed to play next to Antonio Brown. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Antonio Brown was on the Raiders, supposed to play for the Raiders. Jesus. So Antonio Brown was awesome on the Raiders. That was the best, the twilight of his career. Such a, such a, such a goon. God, right, certainly, uh, he's having a resurrection in Tampa. About, yeah, he's actually looking okay. Uh, we've, so we've talked about Atlanta, oh, yeah. Detroit, Houston, Jacksonville. And I, we kind of hit on the Chargers. So we have the Jets and Philly remaining. The Jets uh, are we'll leading the towards Robert Sala. I think they actually just hired him this morning. They did, yeah. So uh, I think it's a good hire. I mean, I think Sala's been terrific. Um, yeah. I thought Sala – I thought Sala – I was – I mean, I, I, was, I was pulling for Stefanski last year, but if we couldn't land Stefanski, I wanted Sala. Stefanski so was I, terrific, by the way. That was – Oh, my God. What, awesome a, what, a, what, a, what an awesome – like – like um, you can't you can't look at the Browns and say and and like put that on anyone else you know it was that was that was Stefanski's creation I mean the play calling yeah. the the culture just everything was from Stefanski terrific yeah terrific um, but yeah I think Sala is a great defensive coordinator and I think he'll provide structure more than anything else to the Jazz yeah. and like yeah he just just a good culture there um, bad, you know you talk about like one of the worst cultures in the league with Adam Gase. And they bring in this guy. I think that's a good. It's a good mold here for them. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, I don't know if I want it. I don't know necessarily. I mean, don't get me wrong. Their defense was. I mean, everything was awful about the Jets. I might have rather have seen them bring in someone a little more offensive, offensively oriented. But to be yeah. fair, the Jets' defense was god awful as well, and like something had to be done about one or the other. So you know, I if, think if, I think if, if Salah can fix- give. They, they can fix the defense. That'll go – that'll help Darnold more than, like, a QB guru would at this point. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, I mean, it's uh, – you're going to you're gonna have to sit back and see. I mean, it, it's one of those things like Salah, even though we think he's going to be a good coach, I mean, he, he could crash and burn. It's the Jets. You never know. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you I'd like know. to say, just Sam Darnold's only 23. Like, he's yeah, still he's young. really young. Like, he's uh, not – He got drafted really young. So, I, I think he could still really turn it around. I, I think this will be his what his fourth year. 
he was drafted in 27, 28. Yeah, he was drafted, drafted the same year as he drafted the same Baker. year as Baker. Baker 17, and Barkley. 17, 17. So this is next year will be his fourth year. Next year will be his fourth year. Yeah, I mean, I like we like we were saying. I don't, I don't I'm not ready to give up on Sam Darnold just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give him a freaking running back too. Like, give him some like, give, or someone to but throw you, to. Like, Christ, the corpse of Frank, the corpse, the corpse of Frank Gore isn't doing it for you. Yeah, like, yeah, neither is like, neither is Jameson like, Crowder. Like, no, like give him something. Mims is like, people, the draft guy, draft guys really like Denzel Mims. I mean, he wasn't terrific, but like that's also just not enough. No, um, it's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. Crowder had a great year. Mm-hmm. Not the answer. And he had a, and I'm, and I'm more convinced that he had a great year because there was no one else to throw to, rather than you know he was he he you know produced at a higher level. But uh, all right, move on to the Eagles. Jesus, man. Oh, who? Nobody. Who wants this job? No, nobody's gonna want that. The only one who wants the job is our running backs coach, Deuce Staley, who's applied for like the last three. Like he keeps applying to be offensive coordinator and head coach, and they just keep never giving it to him. He's like a former player. He was like the fan favorite, and he's yeah. been a running backs coach. He's been okay, like an okay running backs coach. Um, but just like I think he might want it. But like, yeah, it's such an undesirable position, especially with like the power struggle in Philly with like Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie just being like the worst drafters in the league and then having like complete, they had complete control of Doug Peterson. Yeah. Like that's what I was upset um, with. Like when Giants fans were all like mad at Doug Peterson for tanking, which is like, we'll get on that in a minute. Um, I thought it was hilarious by the way. Um, yeah, you probably didn't give a it's shit. Like, you were like, okay. Yeah. I was, I wanted to lose, but um, I was like if you actually think Doug had control over what was like of that big of a decision, like you have, you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Doug Peterson last year at a press conference said the it was like the same time last year. Um, he's like Mike Grow, our offensive coordinator and press and um, Carson Walsh, the receivers coach are definitely going to remain with the team. The next day they were fired. Like he had no control over staff. It's like, then you have a decision of like when to tank a game and people are like, Oh, it's Doug Peterson. I'm like, it's not, Doug. it's if not it Doug Peterson. If I did, they, I don't think they like fully tanked. I think they legitimately wanted to get Sudfeld looks and it was like, uh, no, they didn't. A com- no, it was a convenient on. It was a convenient byproduct that they also like would lose the game. But Stop um, justify. I, think- I mean, justify it all you want. Don't give an excuse. Like, uh, Nate, I think like, no, my thing is like Doug Peterson legit loves Nate Sudfeld. Like he's like Nate Sudfeld's like his they they love Sudfeld the, uh, completely irrationally, um, and I so they think they did. But like I mean, it was definitely they they would lose. They, I don't know if they were doing everything in their power to lose the game, but they certainly weren't doing everything in their power to win it either. Yeah, that's like, where I can put it. No, I, it but like on the subject on the subject of tanking, I mean, it's like. It was just so blatant. I mean, like other teams have done it before. Like, like it's, yeah, like they don't tell me that the Jaguars literally playing Mike Lennon for the month of December wasn't like an like yeah. just a straight up tank job. Like, come um, on, like, come on, like yeah, it, I, it, it was just so blatant, and there was something yeah, on the line the for. Was, but Doug Peterson isn't playing for the Giants. Yeah, the problem. If I was Peterson, was I'd have gotten up on that the, press conference, and I'd been like. Giants want to make the playoffs. They should have. They should have won another game. Win, win games. No, the um the problem was that they flexed the game to prime time. If they played that game at one, nobody would have cared. 
it was just because they put the back. Oh, they put the backup in. Okay, but in because it was prime time, it was just like it was on the national stage, and Every you know, all the Giants it. players were watching. Um, which I, I'm not going to say I didn't absolutely love watching the the hopes and dreams of all the Giants fans crumble. Um, these are the same. I live in North Jersey, and these are the same fans who've been getting on my no. ass for the first no. 16 years of my life for not winning a Super Bowl. And when we finally did, it was awesome. And then to just see all, to just dash their dreams was awesome too. It was terrific. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I, all the I, Twitter I, complaining, like, this is terrible. What, th- the integrity of the game argument, I was, lo- I was laughing my ass off. Um, like, shut I thought up, it was dude. terrific. Are we yeah. really talking about in- the six and integrity in the NFL? Come on, bro. Tyreek Hill broke his kid's arm, like, and he didn't, yeah. didn't even so, get suspended. Like, and you're complaining, you're complaining no integrity because Doug Peterson put Nate Sudfeld in a game. Like that's, yeah, that's, like, is that the biggest problem you have with the NFL right now? Yeah, come on, come on. Yeah. But yeah, no, Sudfeld I mean, it's was like, terrific. I mean, like watching that game, I I kind of wanted to lose because I wanted the better pick, and Sudfeld comes in and just like he could not have performed worse. Uh, no, he was snap, and then the 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 arm putt he had it was it was tremendous people i my favorite comment i forget who i saw it on twitter um somebody put nate sudfeld is a company man um which i thought was the best line from the night uh it was just terrific to watch i thought it was hilarious it was the most fun i've had after and during the eagles game all season (laughs) year so uh, i loved it Uh, um and it was good to finally kind of be have like a light-hearted game after just seeing this organization crumble and be utterly mismanaged for the last two and a half years. Oh, it happened, man. I mean, I, I don't know why I didn't think the Wentz contract is stupid when you guys gave it to him. Well, the reason it was, it, I don't think it was stupid when we gave it to him because he was good when we gave it to him. Um, the problem is, is that he just fell so off much the money. He had the worst decline since the seventies, the like of any quarterback since the seventies. Um, I mean, do you, I is, think, it, is it is it majority? Would you say it's majority Wentz's fault? Um, because your because your offensive line play was sixty percent on Wentz, but like the offensive line, everybody got hurt before the year. They, you know, Wentz didn't have any chemistry with most of the receivers. He had never played with half the guys before. Um, and the coaching staff. I mean, like I I like Doug. I don't think Doug should have been fired, but. Um, it yeah, wasn't you, exactly you like fired, they, were, they were. You fired the coach that brought you putting, to your one and only Super Bowl. They were putting once in the best situation to win. But yeah, I, I thought the decision to fire Doug was stupid, and it was kind of on a whim from Lurie. Um, because I don't know because I th- and I think Doug wanted out in some respects because they weren't giving Doug any control. I'd be. I, I, if I were Doug Peterson, I would have wanted out. You 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 shot your yeah, your I mean, relationship with your relationship with the front office was shot. Your relationship with the players was shot. And, and you got I think he's got a future somewhere. He's got a future somewhere. Coach, he's still a good coach, and it's it, it was a shame that it had to end like this. I still admire the guy. Um, so it's it's a bummer. Um, but yeah, I think uh, the Eagles really have to figure this out. And they the problem is the Eagles can't draft. They were one of the worst drafting teams in the NFL. They haven't drafted a, drafted a pro bowler, I think, since I want to say we took Zach Ertz in 2013 was the last pro bowler they've drafted. Nice. Um, which is, I mean, it's seven years they haven't taken. They, I know they haven't taken a pro bowler in the last five years. 
Um, so that's horrible. And then they keep taking receivers. The Eagles haven't had a receiver over a thousand yards since 2014. Like what the with Chip really? Kelly? Like what the hell's going on? Uh, I mean, Ertz was over. Ertz was over a thousand yards, but he's a tight end. So we haven't had an actual yeah. receiver over a thousand yards. Um, and we've drafted like three of them in the in the top, maybe four in the top two rounds uh, since 2014. So you think you think Nelson Aguilar has a future in Las Vegas? I mean, he's good. Like you just see, like I mean, part he just didn't work in Philly. I don't know if it was the Eagles' fault or partly on him. I mean, he had drop issues with us. But I think yeah, you see him and like he's got the natural talent and like it's just it seems like he's more comfortable in Las Vegas more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, and so, he had so, a good so, one good year, but it just didn't work. So Sean, if you if you were the new GM, I mean, how do you how do you start this rebuilding process? You trim the fat. That's the first first uh, order of business is you get rid of some of the bigger contracts. I mean, you can't sign or it's back. You try to deal. Um, some of like you get try to dump Malik Jackson, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, maybe even Rodney. Got to get rid of Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey needs to be off the team. So you got to get rid of like a lot of the aging vets that just aren't producing and on big contracts. Even someone like Brandon Graham, as much as I love BG, um, yeah, you got to get like he's just costing way too much money. You got and it's like we can we might not be able to afford to resign Derek Barnett. So I think. It's just trimming the fat. We have to really hit on this dra- these draft picks. So then, I don't want any more JJ Ortega Whitesides. This crap that we keep doing. Um, we just got to nail it. And then, you know, I guess this is the, the biggest question. I mean, are you? Are, do you stick with Hertz at this point, or do you do you do you try to give Wentz a second chance? It's tough. I think it's riskier to keep Wentz just because if you trade him, you can get something for him now. Versus if you start him next year or he gets Who's, who are you trading Wentz to? Who are you but trading like, Wentz to that's going to eat any of that contract? He has if he has some value right now. Like there's some idiot GM that might take him. I mean maybe, but, but you're going to get fleeced like, and you're going to have to eat most of the contract. But in next, but then there's a I, I'm not an expert on contracts, but there's a clause in this contract where if we trade him before. I think it's like March 12th or March 11th, then we don't have to pay as, as much money versus like after that date, it's like he gets another 25 in guaranteed money or something, 25 million. Um, so I think it's risky. How much are you making? How much you making? Because if he year? doesn't, like 30, 33, I think. And it gets, and it gets he, bigger every year. Yeah, incremental. Um, so if he, doesn't work next year it's he's, he's just going to be a dead contract and dead weight um but i think we got to ride it out because my thing with him is he has the potential he clearly has the potential of being a starting quarterback it's just he's got to fix his mechanics and but he's he's a great athlete um and i think he's he is a much the injury concerns are also the injury concern is if i were if i were a gm i'd be i'd be i'd be massively concerned with injuries I think in like you know the most recent injury he had was Jadavian Clowney who threw cheap shot on him in the playoffs and he got concussed, um, which we never forgive Jadavian Clowney for that. Just keep that in mind. Well, uh, I mean, we'll you kind of got your revenge. He sucked but, this year. Yeah, he sucked this year on the Titans. Um, so anyway, and got hurt. He sucked every year. Um, anyway, I think when like I don't think the injuries are a huge concern because the last couple he's had 
like the ACL in 2017, that's just a fluky. He gets hit in a funny way, and that goes down. And the concussion. Yeah, but once you have an ACL tear, it's like I mean, big you injury. Know, the back spasms in 2018, like the back issue he had. Okay, yes, that's that's concerning. But I think just because he's missed time doesn't mean he's necessarily going to do it again. Um, so I think you try to ride out once because he's got the potential to succeed. Um, how do you ju- year, and then how do you how do you justify tough. it to the fan base? How do you justify sitting Hurts to the fan base when he was winning? I think we ch- I think we should trade Hurts right now. Whoa. I think we deal him to deal him to the Steelers. Try to get a first or, or a second. no, no, please don't deal him to the Steelers, please. The last thing Hertz, the Browns need is another mobile quarterback in the damn AFC North. Hurts, I think Hurts is a little overrated. The offense, I think he's a little overrated too. But if he goes to the Steelers, he won't be autonomy over the offense. And he doesn't, he doesn't trust himself, and they don't trust him to throw over the middle of the field. Um, you just watch any game, he's thrown to the outside, or it's one read and run. Um, so I think he looked good because people loved him because he was better than Wentz. Like, but, because but, Wentz was so shit, yeah. he came in and was fine. He was also a um, fantasy actually, Jake, monster. Jake, that's a, park, that's a park on the podcast where you can swear. Um, I know, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, so I think he fantasy monster with the legs. But I think he uses his legs to solve a lot of his problems, and and, and teams catch that, on to that real and fast. And you see quarterbacks when they do that, they get figured out very quickly. Yeah, um, you know. So I think I don't think he's quite as good as he was this, like as he may have looked to some of the fan base. So I think we try to sell high on him and just see if we can ride it out with Wentz. If it doesn't work, I mean, you know, we're, the Eagles are in a really crappy position, no matter where you slice it. I mean. They've completely botched it when they drafted Hertz. And then, you know, with the with the Doug situation, with not giving him the power he needed and the power he needed to succeed. Um, and then with drafting Hertz, I mean, they absolutely made a hash of this team and a hash of an organization that had promise and was looking on the up. I mean, people rank Larry as a good owner. I, it, where is that coming from? I mean, he's, he's I think he's he's been overly involved. He got confident after the Super Bowl and now he thinks he knows what he's doing. And it's like, buddy, you don't know shit about football. Um, yeah. So he, I mean, the, the the players they've drafted, and like the players I've I've seen that are reported that Larry goes to bat for, you know, what what do you want me to say? Like he just they can't draft, and that's one of the biggest and things it, that Larry it, has influence on. And, and it's infuriating because because when it's the owner, there's nothing that can be done. Yeah, there's yeah, no he can't the fire the owner. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, I think like, he's got it. He he was. Better <laughs> you're gonna have to run any... a smear job like it was run on. Uh, well, I mean, it's not a smear job. It's real. But like, you're gonna need another Dan um, Schneider, Schneider scenario. Yeah. Like that's what you need. Yeah. I mean, I think he could be a good owner, but I think the best owners a lot of times are a little bit more hands off. Like they care about the team and they're invested in it, but they're not trying to be actively involved. Those are my favorites, and I think Lurie recently has gotten more actively involved. And I think you just gotta let the, you gotta he's got to cut ties with like people that he's attached to. I think he makes too many friends in the organization. You got to cut ties with some of these people, hire the people that are best for the job and just let the scouts and the G and the front office do front their office job. Do the, yeah, do their job. Well, yeah, it doesn't help that. Like, I mean, a, you're the guy who put together your Super Bowl team, then came to the Browns. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like Howie, I don't, think I Howie love Andrew Barry. I love Andrew Barry. Yeah. Good job. And I mean, we, you took our, uh, you took our, uh, one of our best promising front office members. Barry's a great, Barry's a great, fantastic, great GM, and he was he was good with us. I think we were better drafting when he was with the team, um, and 
I think Roseman trained him well. Like Roseman does some things well, and one of those things is the salary cap, but his player evaluation is just terrible. I don't know, um, bro. You guys are in a pretty tough him, salary position this year. Cap. We need him to get it out of cap hell because he's been able to kind of finagle the cap before. Um, but after this, I think we just cut him loose. Or um, relegate yeah. him to just like a cap specialist. So then, and, and you know, we're, we're coming on, we're coming on over an hour here on the podcast, so we should probably wrap it up soon. But I got a few questions for you. Sure. And it's stuff I've been contemplating as a football and a Browns fan. Do you think the Cleveland Browns should deal Odell Beckham Jr.? I mean, it depends on what they can get for him. But I, I mean, I'd say yes. I just don't think he – like, he's not – they play better. He just doesn't him. seem to be a huge impact on the team. He's not an impact player. And the problem with him is, like, I think when he's in the game, they try to force him targets, um, and it just doesn't work. I think I don't, they play better when they – I don't they think that's fair. Kind of a more organic offense. I think that's accurate. I think it's accurate. Like, that's happened. But – with Stefanski as the coach now, I just don't think that would be the case. You know, I mean, when Kitchens when mm-hmm. Kitchens was the coach, and when oh yeah, I don't even that know, was definitely the case. And when and when and when you know Hugh Jackson was the coach, it was like we well, got Jackson more was never the coach of of OBJ. Yeah. I was I was I was I was I was thinking that in my head. I was like, was he there while? Uh, but whatever. Yeah, this is Jackson's. This is Beckham's second year, so he's just been. No, 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 no. This is Beckham's third year on the team. I'm pretty sure. Wait, Are you sure? I can't remember. Whatever, man. It might. Why can't I not recall? This is his, this second, is his second year. This is his second year. Okay, so then, yep. then, then maybe not because you got three more years of Beckham. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think maybe, they, you probably don't deal like him this second, year. The second round pick for him, like an early second, I would tell him. You really think the team is better without Odell Beckham Jr.? They've played better with him, regardless. And they, they need help in other positions, too. They do. They do. And that's the thing. And that's why, that's why, I, that's why I pose the question, because it's, you know, what if you, like, you need – something's got to be done about the secondary. And, I mean, our linebackers suck, on, but uh, this, our, Joe Woods, a defensive coordinator, and the front office don't seem to be big on the linebacker position. They seem much more keen to play, like – three, four safeties every, every down, you know, um, rather than, rather than go heavy on linebackers. So, I mean, uh, linebacker, I'm not big on, but you need the secondary has to get better. And then there's no way in hell they're signing, they're re-signing Olivier Vernon. So you need another edge rusher. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I think they need, they need a lot of defensive help. Their offense looks good. I think they could ride this offense for a while, but their defense, I mean, they, they're, they're missing some key pieces that could really take them to the next level. Yeah, I mean, talk about, um, talk about, talk about the committee success, man. Like, that's, that was just, I mean, couldn't, that couldn't have worked out better. Yeah. With Hunt and Chubb. Right? It's it, they just, it's, and, and it, you, you see it in the fourth quarter. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's angering to me sometimes as a Browns fan. And it was something I got angry about a lot, like earlier in the season, in the middle of the season, you'd see hunt out there on downs where Chubb, like by all means, Chubb should be out there. But as what you started to notice was that hunt is out there so that Chubb can come in in the fourth quarter as if it was, as if it was his first snap. 
like it's they 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 give Hunt a lot of like late second quarter, third quarter looks, so that they bring in Chubb in the first and the first and the fourth when he's completely fresh and he shreds defenses. You know those defenses in the fourth quarter, they're tired. You know he's a big he's a he's a wrecking ball. So I mean, I I just I love what they. I, I'm just I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited. I mean, it's, right. this uh, this sorry, KC I, game is. Yeah, I, and we'll so. we'll see how. Maybe we'll come back with a reaction or review podcast to the this week <laughs> NFC or these week uh, divisional games, um, and then we can see how upset Jake is when his team loses thirty eight seven. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Lastly, um, we could talk two more things on the docket. Um, what did you think of the James Harden trade? Um, I mean, I I'm happy for the Cavs. I'm happy, but... but I'm happy for the Cavs. I mean, getting Jarrett Allen for literally nothing, like for Dante. Yeah, that, was good. that was a good move. I mean, I think sure. they have way too many big men in the cap. Well, okay, this only works if they. This only works if they deal Drummond. They should. This only works Drummond. if they deal Drummond. But Allen, by all means, is just. Far better he's, than Drummond. He's, he's better in than terms Drummond. of what we need from a big man. First off, aside from skills, he's younger than Drummond. He's he's, he's younger. He's, yeah, he's younger. He's cheaper. Like it's he's and then and then go look at the skills. The the I mean he runs the, the floor action, much better. He exactly yeah. his vision. He's his not as good of a, making. He's not as good of a rebounder, but I think he does a lot. He's much more. He, does he can fit into an offense much better than Andre Drummond can. Yeah, and 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 Drummond's just Drummond's decision making on and off the ball is just horrendous. He does some things I'm like, like what? In, Drummond's the epitome of like he's in the NBA because he's six <laughs> eleven. Like exactly, he's not, exactly. He's not and, out and, there because yeah, he's distributing. No, it's just like I'm just like, uh, but whatever. This Jared Allen thing, just considering that we didn't, that we all we had to give up was Dante Axum, really, was big. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, As for the um, Nets, I, I mean, like, oh yeah, I mean, it's a really good starting three. It's a really good starting three. My thing is like, I don't think they're a team though. I think they're just a yeah. like a group of guys. They're just no, like, it's like, it's like the LA Fitness, who's the best guys that show up are all on the same team. Um, which like I don't know how they're gonna work or gel, and then yeah, like, not to mention like you already them, have like like them, you none of them play defense, and they're all um they all love to be on the ball, so it's gonna be really tough to to get them to fit together in one offense. And I think Steve Nash is their coach, and he's not exactly like he's a ro- he's a rookie coach. I don't Kyrie know Kyrie Kyrie pretends Kyrie pretends like he's not even the coach. Kyrie yeah, literally Kyrie pretends just, like there's no coach. Then, yeah, exactly. Like, how is that? Like, I as soon as the Nets went and got Kyrie, because I like the Nets, you know. Mm-hmm. As soon as they went yeah, and got they, Kyrie, I was like, I was like, oh, this is uh, gonna be bad. This is well, gonna be bad. For a while, with like, they just had a bunch of shooting guards, and they were like the people's champion. Like, because ever they would been, they'd sucked for so long. Yeah, and then they kind of came, like, risen up, like after years of just getting obliterated, and they were like yeah. a decent team, like. I really like some of the pieces they had, like Jared Allen, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Harris Levert. You know, Spencer Dinwiddie was terrific. Harris Levert, we'll get the Harris Levert in a minute. They're going to miss him. Gonna, They're going to miss I, Harris Levert. I really like him. I think he's a stud, um, and I think Indiana got a steal when they got him. I love Joe Harris. I mean, like he's not even that good of a player. Joe Harris is great too. He's just like um, he's just fun to like, watch. That was like 
But like that team was awesome. And then they got Kyrie and it's like Kyrie isn't the most well-liked guy just because of when he left Cleveland to Boston. When he left Boston, the mess in Boston. He doesn't have the best reputation. And we all know about KD's reputation as well. And it's just like, oh, come on, bro. You were so close to being like. Yeah, it's like, I was like, I was like, really? Like, like, I was like, you didn't need to do this. Like, this isn't what the fans wanted. Like, super team. Exactly. It's a super team that I have a feeling isn't even going to play that well. Do you think this is a repeat of what they did with Jason Terry, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce when they traded the farm to get the big three, and then it just it just fell flat completely? I don't, you know, I I don't, I'm not even, I'm not even, some, I, like, I don't even follow, I haven't followed like the NBA so, really until in, last in year. Like 20, so in 2013, uh, I think it was Billy King as their GM traded away like five future first round picks for to get the big three of Paul Pierce. Kevin Garnett and Jason Terry, who were like all aging vets, and they were horrible. And yeah. then the the Boston Celtics basically just got a bunch of good high draft picks, and and uh, you see how good they are now. Yeah, you, yeah. Now they're now because, they're now and they're it was the... because they were a good team, and they kept getting like a lottery pick because the Nets sucked, and then the Nets just fell apart after a year. Like they had. Deron Williams, who you know was good for a season and was good with the Jazz for a while, but then came to the Nets and he was okay. But then he fell off a cliff pretty quickly, and the big three that they got from Boston was just not it didn't worth work. it. And it didn't they work. Just sunk their they sunk their organization so quickly, and I think they just they I mean, granted Durant, Irving, and Pierce or Durant, Irving, and Harden are better than those three were at the time, but they're still not like. I think they could have very well just destroyed their future again, especially like the second half of those picks, like when they maybe for the next two or three years, I think the Nets are probably just going to be pretty good just because it's talent and the NBA. Yeah. All you need is talent to win. Well, and, and, and it's that, just the East isn't very on, strong. I, well, the East, the East this year is strong. Mm-hmm. The East this year is strong. You got, the, you got my Sixers just killing it. So. Dude, what do you, what is, I mean, what do you think of the recent uptick in Ben Simmons slander? People hate Ben Simmons, which like people have never liked Ben just because I think it was the rookie of the year thing with Donovan Mitchell um, when they were competing for the rookie of the year. And Ben, well, won, I mean, also like who like, likes year out like like all oh, a point guard that can't shoot the three like he's been you know he's never. been made fun of his whole career for that and like you know he's six ten like how many most guys that are six ten can't shoot but just because he's a good ball handler people expect him to yeah. Um, but, you know, he just – the fact that he wasn't taking any was kind of maddening. Um, I mean, I, I, find, I like Ben just because he's a hometown – you know, he's, yeah. he's a sixer, and I, you, you got to love him. But Of course. I understand. And, he's, and he's a good player. Like he's a good player. But I think people – I think people have gone overboard a little bit with the hatred. I saw some comment today of, like, he hasn't proved at all since his rookie year. And I'm I like – I saw that one today, too. I don't know about that. Just because, like, defensively, he's one of the yeah, yeah. Defense, he's, best he's, defensive he's players. He's a fantastic defensive player. Like, he was not. And I think his, his distribution's gone up. Like, he was, in his rookie year, he was he was making flashy plays. You saw him in, like, the summer league and just throwing these behind-the-back passes or, like, a touch pass, and it was awesome. But now I think he's really figured out, like, how to – he gets 12 assists a game because he's just distributing like crazy. Yeah. Um, so I think he's improved – he hasn't improved as much as I would have liked. But to say that he hasn't improved at all since his rookie year, I think it's really short-sighted. Like, I think he's figured out how to kind of deal with not having a jump shot. And the idea is, like, once he gets one, maybe he'll be great. 
but he might never get a jump shot. And then I, I mean, uh, to be fair, to be fair, he's been, to be fair, he's been in the league for what four? This is fourth, fifth year in the league. Fourth year, fourth year. This year? fourth year in the league, right. and there's been no progress on the jump shot. I don't. None. I don't, well, see, I don't see it happen. Taking, he'll take like a three a week now instead of no threes at all, but um, it's still not enough. Where it's like people still guard him like they'd back off because they know he can't shoot. Yeah, because he still can't really shoot that much. Mm-hmm. But um, um, also, do you think Joel Embiid gonna be MVP? Uh, maybe. I mean, I lo- you know Joel is terrific. I, again, like he's a villain to a lot of people, but he's hilarious. That's just because a, a lot of a, a lot of a lot of and a lot of the talented bigs are evil guys in the league. You know, same with Anthony well, like, Davis. Like anytime you're gonna be that big of a personality, you're gonna attract a lot of attention, and with attention comes hatred. Um, but he, I think he's funny to me, and like I like how he kind of gets in opponents' faces, and like I, I think it's it's fun because it gives the Sixers an identity. And he's a great player. I mean, I wish he would be a little bit more consistent. Yeah. Um, but I think if he kind of becomes more consistent this year, I mean, he had like nine points in the last game. He's got to do better than that. But I think he he's on pace. I don't think he'll win MVP, but I could see another first team All NBA for him. Well, I mean, I I like. You know, like I said, I've never, I've never been huge on basketball. I mean, I like, I like the Cavs because obviously, you know, I'm a Cleveland. You're more fan. of a college basketball guy, usually. Like yeah, although I've not been guys. watching any college basketball. Me neither. It's because well, football, college football. Well, yeah, because football's still on, so I'm not like I, I'm not watching it. Once football it stops. Until, yeah, once football stops, I'll start watching college basketball. It. Like February is really when I really start getting into college football or college basketball again. Exactly. Um, exactly. And now they're now you now go. now you know they're doing the tournament and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited for a return to March Madness. It's gonna be good. It's gonna yeah, be it's really gonna good. Be great. The last thing, um, real quick, um, your Indians are changing their name and logo, of course. What did you think? Indeed, about they season? are. Indeed, they are. are they have you, not come uh, to decision. Are you happy well, with well, it, what they? Well, I mean, well, they've changed. They've decided I'm, to change it. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna stay the Indians. Um, until next at least at least through this year at least through this year and they're talking about maybe through the year after as well mm-hmm. um they're they've said that they're not going to do like any kind of like inner rim name like they're not it's not gonna be the cleveland baseball team you know that bullshit oh, okay yeah um and you know look it's it sucks um i saw it coming like i knew it was gonna happen uh i mean they got rid of chief wahoo and to be fair he is a like smiling, completely red colored. I think the American logo like really... the logo is a little much. The logo is a little much. Like eh, okay. I think if they really, if they went into the like the t- the direction the Washington football team went in, I think they should have just gone with like they would have got instead of the Cleveland baseball team. I think they should have gone with like the tribe or something and just had a neutral logo. Because yeah, well, unfortunately, 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 they're completely departing from like the Native American. Which, yeah, that would have just been a stopgap for like a year before they settled on the real name. But. I mean, I don't know, man. The tribe, the Cleveland tribe is rude. I mean, most people just call them the tribe anyways. It's like, it's, yeah. it's like, That's I would I have been them, fine with that. And, you know, I don't see where, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't really see where the the derogatory aspect of is, is involved when you sit like for something like the tribe, you know? I mean, I guess like it's not a Native American organization. Whatever, I'm not getting. We're not going to get into that. It's a sports yeah. podcast, well, like, not a yeah. not a culture podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I, like, yeah, I, I it was interesting to see. I mean, I don't. I I guess you know that's kind of where the world's going. Um, but it's definitely like a big change, and you know, it'll always. 
every time I think of Cleveland baseball, it's like I think of Major League and you know Ricky Vaughn, and like that's like a I feel like that that's a part of my growing up and like watching baseball was watching yeah no like, no those those kind of corny movies and the Indians were a part of that, so I'll miss that in some respects. But I, I think in the long run, it's probably the right move. I think the teams with the like Native American logos are the ones that are really in trouble, like in you know trouble right now. Um, like you look at the Chicago Blackhawks, even though the name itself, it, because it it honors Chief Blackhawk, isn't necessarily derogatory. It's the logo that's really it's bad. Just, it's and it's, um, the cult, it's, it's just rubbing, like the cultural appropriation. It's like it's like it's just the cultural appropriation. You yeah. Know? It's like, um, I mean, it was it was one of those you, things for for the longest time. You know, the Indians did like polls studies like they 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 went out to native american groups and activist groups and you know they asked them over and over again like this is okay right and for years the group the native american groups were like yes it's fine it brings it's like it's good for it's good for our image it's good for it's good for like the biz it's good for business and then all of a sudden you know they they went they went back to them whatever it was last year this year and they weren't cool with it and you know you know there's a lot of there's a lot of baseball history in cleveland there's a lot of other stuff you can go with I really, really hope they become the Cleveland Spiders. I really hope they go back to being the Cleveland like Spiders. Richmond, That's Richmond awesome. Spiders. Exactly. Yeah, like that. I mean, you have it's marketable. You have not a single, singular other big four sports team with the, mm-hmm. that 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 shares that name, and like you have history behind it. In the uh, even remotely in the like direction of spiders, like it's not like you're naming it. Like a, it's not like you're naming it a bird, exactly. Um, like you're not naming yeah. it a you're not naming it a bird. Like you're naming it something like the Cleveland chickpeas or something like that. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like the spiders would be good. I really hope they go with that. And if they don't go with that, then like if they go with the Cleveland blues or grays, I mean that's just boring. Mm-hmm. But sure. So, um, we discussed like the Blackhawks are probably next to go. Um, what do you think about the Kansas City Chiefs? Do you think there's a chance they have to change their name, or do you think because the logo doesn't have um, yeah that imagery I think, on it, it could stay? I mean, <laughs> I think I think it might stay, and they're not changing it now. I mean, not when they're winning okay. like this. Like, there's that's the other thing about it. The Indians not real, not a winning team. I mean, they go they once they go to the playoffs most years. There's no World Series, you know. They're not like so one of the think, powerhouses you, in the you American think the League. The Chiefs would save it to like when they're on a down, downhill. Well, I mean, like uh, I just don't think I just like don't think I don't think get, that's like, what teams do excitement. when they're winning. Teams don't do that when they're like, making money. Yeah, like I, I just gonna, there's no I reason. Out of all the teams, they'd have like a, a long shelf life. Eventually, I could see them changing it, but for the time being, I think it's it's here to stay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going away. I'm, you know, I'm I think I think the Braves, I think the Braves might eventually crumble. You know, they despite might, all their despite yeah. all their resistance, I think they may actually, I think they may eventually crumble. Well, the, especially with like their chop and stuff, the fans do like that's yeah. just not great. And so I think they could be one to maybe have to change the name. What about a team like Florida State Seminoles? No, because 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 that's 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 like regional. That's local. I mean, like the Seminoles yeah. were a tribe like, in Florida. Yeah. It's Would like, you think they'd have to change the logo to just like they just go with the spear instead of instead of the might be their direction they go in? Instead of I mean, maybe. I mean, person? it's like it's one of those things where it's like people get so angry about it, but it, like mm-hmm. I just I, I, I don't really. And maybe it's because, you know, we're part of the newer generation or I'm part of the newer generation. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how you feel about this, but 
Yeah. I don't really care. Well, you know I'm, like, you know I'm really... I'm basically 40. So. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, but like, but like, it's just like, I don't really yeah. care. It's like, it's like, why go through the trouble of like, like, it's just easy PR. Like, uh, the fans aren't really going to give a shit. And like, you're just making people happy. I mean, it's like, it's a little, it's yeah. a little bit pandering, but like, uh, you're a business. Love, you're, like, you're, your job is to pander. Uniform re- redesigns anywhere. So you might as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what that's what these teams. If they were smart, that's what they would do. They would completely shift like the identity, change yeah. up the change up the logos, the uniforms, mm-hmm. like the everything, like, and everything. Exactly. If I if I were the that's Indians, what, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be I'd be changing was, up everything, especially because the uniforms now suck. About like Washington, I didn't like the the color, like the mustard yellow, and like the burgundy, almost like claret. Like I think. I would like the the kind of maroon claret color that they have, but combined with like the mustard yellow, I don't think it looks great. I know it's iconic, but like I don't think it looks good on a modern. Change uniform. it up. I was like, Just that's a, it up. This is a perfect example. Like making it, ditch the yellow. Yellow. Go with like a go with like a, a light powder blue. I think that would look cool. Like the, the Seahawks need to change like the their damn uniform. Oh, the, the neons killing the me. The neon is so disgusting. When, the, when I was 13, I loved it. And now I'm like, I can't stand these. Anymore. I can't stand it. The Browns need, the Browns need to change. The, they just can't. They can't at this point. Like, they can't. They should become like the they, – it, it's just no, – No, no, no. Don't even be talking about, talking about changing the Browns' name. Even though, even, though, even, though, uh, even though the Bengals stadium is called Paul Brown Stadium. What about like the the dog pound, like the dogs or something? Would you go the with Cleveland that? the Cleveland like, dog pounds? Because aren't they like the dog pound? Well, they'd go with like dog or something, but like yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's all over their logos. It's like they're they're that that section okay of the stadium is called the dog pound. Yeah, I mean, you need to find a name that would need to make it fit. But like, yeah, I guess like, I guess I wouldn't really mind if they changed the name. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It would it would definitely let them open up the. And they can't, I don't, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want them to get rid of the orange. I want to get, uh, like, the brown's got to go. You like the orange. I okay. love the white, I love the white and orange uniforms. Mm-hmm. They're really nice. Yeah. But, and I even like the white uniforms I, that have the brown numbers on them. Like, I like those too. But like, the, 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 yeah, the solid brown, bra- the solid brown with, like, the orange stripes is so ugly. I just think the, like, you never see somebody just wearing a Browns jersey because it looks good. Like, if somebody's wearing a Browns jersey, you can 100% guarantee that that person is, a, like, a diehard is a, bra- is, a, is, a, is, a is, like, a bona fide a, Browns for fan. For sure, Browns fan. Like, nobody's just I don't know about that, though. I don't know about casually. that, though. This this Christmas, I went out to, like, um I went out to whatever well, it was, the Bridgewater Mall. they've been doing so well. Yeah. Well, I'm, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. I, I went out to the Bridgewater Mall. I went to, like, one of those sports mm-hmm. shops. All the Browns merch was sold out. All of it. The only thing left was like a singular Baker Mayfield like bobblehead. Everything else was gone. Hats, jerseys, like memorabilia, all sold out. I was like, right, I was, I was like yeah, all of a sudden everyone's a damn Browns fan. Like such bullshit. The same thing with the yeah, Indians, I, man. I can vouch. I can vouch for you, Jake. If you need a voucher, I'd be like, this guy was complaining about. This, guy, this guy's been suffering. Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I was, you know, he was. I was on a radio show just making fun of him for forty-five minutes about the exactly, Browns. Dude. So. Exactly, dude. Oh man! All right, man. I think we should probably close back uh, this week. Yeah, thank this you awesome. uh, for. I guess this is a little. Uh, it's a little uh, 
hodgepodge and we'll get try to get a more structured or formatted with intros and stuff but uh, it was fun and if you guys listened thank you for listening